Wait, something's off. I have very clean nasal passages. It's custom. They're custom. <laughs> designer. They are. I've got designer nasal passages. Mm. I don't put anything in them. They're strictly for show. Have you ever tried waxing your nose hairs? No. no. Why would I do that? I don't know. I don't have, like, things that creep out. Oh, I do. Oh. <laughs> I think if I did, it would oh. blend into my mustache anyway, so yeah. what's the matter? That's, I guess, kind of what's going on here, but... I mean, some Unless they're, up, like, tickly they, on the they, side? They come out, like, right here. Oh, no. Like, yeah. at the top. You have a bad shape for your nose. <laughs> It's custom. <laughs> I know. It looks secondhand, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's broken. Did you borrow it from someone? <laughs> yeah. Who? Well, my original nose, you know, back in 1865, just did not work out for me. A completely flat, flush with the face. Mm -hmm. Voldemort style? Yeah, just like sneak. They little little holes, little holes there. Mm -hmm. and then, yeah. Um, so then I was like, you know what? I need a new nose. So and when I got one. You went down to the nose store. Get one, bitch. They melted a candle uh -huh. on your face. Yeah. And you're, are you allowed to get it wet yet? That's or? why it's this direction. <laughs> Let me twist it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> if you light it, it smells like eucalyptus spearmint. <laughs> I love that. Very relaxing. Oh, it's very calming. Very calming. That's what the nose hairs are. They're uh -huh. little wicks. They just light them on fire. <laughs> that burn. <laughs> Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Are you thinking about waxing your nose? Yeah. Because I think you should get your ears done first. You can't even see them. Oh, so you admit it. I don't think I have ear hairs. Do My ears are too small to have ear hairs. I have very tiny ears. Very dainty, very tiny ears. ears. Oh my god. I do. I have petite ears. Oh my god. These, these headphones just swallow my ears right up. <laughs> I can barely even hear. They're so small. Shut up. I can hear mice. I can hear mice. They're having a conversation. And They're the, the ones on the scalding. fence. <laughs> oh my gosh. Could you imagine mouse drama? I told rat. I told that rat. She better not come around my nest. Do they nest? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she better not come around my nest. And then I'm that bitch went. Her tail. Oh, and that bitch went out in the field. She got snatched up by a hawk. Mm -hmm. I said. Her. I better. I told you. You don't go in that neighborhood. You don't go down in that neighborhood. That hawk will get you. She did. Mm. Never Child. seen from again. And then we went down in the sewer. We saw a, a rat king. And then somebody comes in from outside of the nest and they're like, girl, stop spreading your shit. You know, you saw her last week. She had 17 babies can. and she's pregnant again. She's hanging out with a possum. No, oh, no. She's in a, <laughs> she's, a, she's moved up a glass. She, she is uh, with a possum. A possum. Do you think that possums are like, uh, High-class rats? I, I mean, I find them more amusing than rats. I think they're cute. Possums? Yeah. Especially when they go... <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's my favorite like, part. Ooh, spooky. <clears throat> they're so grumpy. I think raccoons are top-tier rodent. No, capybaras. Is a, ro a, 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 a raccoon a rodent? Yes. No. It's like a... Fox family thing. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's no, more it's in like not. the cat family. No. It's like a mix of a cat. And no. A dog. It's not a mouse. It's a raccoon, a rodent. A raccoon. I had to say it like you. A raccoon is neither. Rodent is a scientific classification, and raccoons are mammals. Bitch, I told you, bitch. So they are not vermin, rodents, and uh, 
They're they're different. Bitch, I done told you, bitch. They are a procyon. Are ra- raccoons, rodents, or bears? I love that question. I think they're bears. <clears throat> they're trash bears. They are more closely related to bears, wolves, and cats in the order of uh, carnivora. I told you. Okay, that's not. <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. Don't come for me. <laughs> don't don't you start with me about my rodents. <laughs> I, kn- I know my rodents. <laughs> I listen to mouse drama. Oh my god. You, you hear it. I know. In tiny ears. They're loud. A lot of a lot of whispers. The ones that live up in the in the power lines are like, oh, we're high class. Mm. I'm like, shut up. And you watch them run. He's like, <laughs> you know, birds well, the, sit up there all day while you're not around. That's right? where they get the the hawks come and get them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Owls. Ooh. Who? <laughs> Owls. <laughs> Who? Owls. Yeah, yes. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How about yourself? I haven't seen you in a while. It's been a it's been a while. It's been a glorious couple of weeks mm-hmm. what's your name again who yeah it's I Alice. who who <laughs> hold on no 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 oh no she did it oh girl I'm I'm <laughs> oh man love that so what you been thinking about oh i had something damn i should have written it down i was on the the drive over here i thought it was funny it's gone now so no no point yeah all right we'll work with that yeah, I have been obsessed with the still Leah Michelle can't read. There's still so many memes out there, and it's great. Adam Levine uh, cheated on his wife, and uh, they posted a picture of her. And you know, the girl that body of yours is, is absurd. Yeah. It was a, a voice message. Yes, I did see that. That was very funny. Like, we got a what? What else we got? <laughs> Pull up our our tweeters. Our tweets. I've been baking lately. You've been. I wouldn't, that's kind of illegal. You can't say that on the air. No, not I've been baked. I've been baking. Oh. What's oh. the difference? <laughs> um, uh, a verb. They're both verbs. Ver- burbs. Burbs. Both burbs. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that the government controls birds? They, they're actually just robots. They're surveillance. They're, they're surveillance. Yeah. yeah. I do know that. Birds aren't real. Um... I want what they have, a class classless community. I love that. Yeah. And they just kind of eat honey together and soup. What character are you from Winnie the Pooh? Uh, I'm the, the angry bunny. <laughs> he's you not know always that. angry. He's mostly always angry. He's mostly always angry. Well, no, he's just an, an erotic. Yeah. Yeah. Do you not think that applies to me? How do you feel about this? Me creating a playlist. <laughs> That's accurate. Meat and potatoes. And uh, sugary sweet on a pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a half and half pizza if I've ever seen one. What what playlist? What does this playlist consist of? Um, I'm thinking like mid two thousands, like emo punk, and what for which side? The chocolate one. And the other side is Ariana Grande. I often think of sweet as um, emo. Uh I would say Katy Perry, the 2000s girls, 2010 girls, Mm -hmm. Nikki, Katy Perry, Taylor. Kesha. Kesha. No, you can't forget about her. Gaga. Uh, Bus Club, Nether Club. No sleep. Brenda Song. Do not say Brenda Song. Brenda Song. Do not say Brenda Song. I don't think she has any music, but I'll put her over there anyway. (laughs) And then the other side. (laughs) That she doesn't count. Is Disco. Okay, Meat 70s disco. Okay. 
Because all the pop girlies are sampling songs from disco now? And I guess uh, 90s uh, house jams. Okay. That's an interesting playlist. I thought so. You going to curate that playlist now? Maybe. <clears throat> a bitch I might. <laughs> Love to see it. Don't you have anything for me? <laughs> I was wait. I thought you had more. I do. It was your turn. But you have to intermix. Okay, sorry. We take turns. This My is bad. a classless society. It is. It really is. Um, I, yeah. You have nothing. No, I do have this one. Speaking of the uh, Adam Levine drama, there's a TikTok that talked about he looks like a chipotle bag i love that why did he do that to himself i don't know it's quite funny though how do you feel about um i don't need that thank you hey google stop how did that even start hey google stop (laughs) 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 all about chipotle Well, well, now we know the nearest Chipotle, y'all. <laughs> I feel like people are going to triangulate us now. They can't even not hear if it. I have already doxed us. <laughs> I know. They can't even. They can't even. Uh, they couldn't even hear it. So we're good. Do you know the period girl? Oh, period, period, yeah. ah, period, uh, period, period, ah, ah period. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that happened. Came and went literally within the past two weeks. Yeah. like that's how. Just there and, and out that she was. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about her. I saw somebody was, like, calling around, and they were like, you know you're being really uh, racist, right? And she was like, I, I, can I say something? And, she, and the person wasn't letting her say something anytime. And she was like, listen, do you want me to send you some eyelashes? <laughs> Damn. I was like, nobody wants your crusty ass eyelashes. Your crusty. Oh my god, stop. Oh, she's popular. She's getting text messages. Mm. Also, um, right now the internet is going wild about the Try Guys. I have no idea who they are. I used to like some BuzzFeed stuff. And I would watch the Try Guys. And that guy was always like, I can't do it, my wife. And then he cheated on her. With a consensual workplace relationship. You see his... <laughs> I've been following the drama. I have no idea what they're what they're talking about or who they are as people. I've never seen a single episode of whatever they do. Um, what is happening? Jeez. Okay. Uh, but I've been following all the drama. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't care. Me neither. But it's fun. He, they, they're, they haven't been famous for like five years. They're apparently still doing stuff. They are and nobody watches it. They have a, a millions of followers. Also, there was a um, another version of Try Guys. It was called Ladylike okay. that starred Quinta Brunson in the oh. beginning. Um, and uh, one of the girls that was on Ladylike, who, who I never really cared for very much, was like, uh, yeah, how can they got so many views? I was like, I don't know. Why are we talking why are about we, this? Why are you inserting yourself into this conversation? Yeah, exactly. Why do they have so many views? Uh, girl, this she is was not... like, they don't pay women more. I was like, valid, but... Yes, but this <laughs> is didn't... not the time or place to do that. But we didn't want the content anyway. Yeah. 
No, we don't need that. Uh, love that for for them. <laughs> what? What? No, never mind. I'm like, we're not gonna dive into that. I'll be attacked for being uh, transphobic, fatphobic, and misogynistic again. You are misogynistic. Uh, apparently, I've never seen you love a woman. Mm-hmm. But that was about a drag queen who was neither trans nor a woman. Which one was it? The um, Eureka, the Muse girl. Oh, candy moose. Oh, can- candy moose. Yeah, candy moose. I can't believe I was canceled with that, but that was very funny. I can think about that sometimes. Every night at the bus. It stop keeps you up. When I was three, <laughs> literally, I'm just laying there. Can't what sleep. if I can't, can't sleep. sleep? What if those queens from uh, um, Canada started attacking me again? Hey, she got famous, didn't she? <clears throat> She was Who? on the RuPaul's Drag Race, the Canada's Drag Race. Oh, one of one of them. Yeah, that was in my mention. She was on Canada's Drag Race season she, two. She like went home first. Uh, she made it. I think a few episodes. I haven't watched it yet. Good for her. But I know she's on it. Good for her. And at that point, they had already filmed too, so she was like, oh, "Don't hate on queens." Yeah, because you're about to get hate. She did. Hate she got it. a lot of hate. Because oh. she was like on there being a, a bitch. She's obnoxious. She? Yeah. She was mm-hmm. rude to all the other queens. I've watched a couple of the episodes, and I'm like, oh my god, you're the worst. Couldn't be me. No, because you're from Canada, and you're nice? Mm-hmm. Well. Name the nicest thing I've ever done for you. You brought me stuff whenever I uh, had COVID. Was that the nicest, though? Name the nicest thing. Yeah, it was probably the nicest thing. <laughs> well. Um... That probably was the nicest thing ever. COVID, you guys made me a cake or brought me a cake. That was very sweet. And threw a whole party for me during COVID. That was kind. I know. You're welcome. I have to think. The So that was two years ago. This was two weeks ago. Did anything happen between that? I don't know. I don't think we were, uh, I think it was a like a hiatus. Of you being nice? Yeah. Yeah. Don't lie. I just like to sprinkle them. They're like, like, no, they're not like chocolate one. chips. They're like a, a rat in a peanut butter jar. The rat's just whispering. Not everyone gets one. Oh. I wish I had a rat in a peanut butter jar. Like if I opened the peanut butter and there was a dead rat in there? Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. What would you do with that? Eat it. It's where all the flavor comes from. <laughs> it's already marinated. <laughs> it's you ever heard of chicken satay? It's <laughs> rat satay. <laughs> Had tail. <laughs> that made me gag. Mm, we're good. Mm, love that. Anyways, welcome to our spoopy podcast. Woo! How long have we been recording for? 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Well, cheers to that. Should we cheers now? Happy birthday. Yep. Oh, yeah. No. It's your birthday. You're turning 30. Oh, my God. Again? You're young. Again? <laughs> You're younger than me now. How's that feel? Mm. Maya Sutra. Ooh, that's hot. I've got, always looked younger. Okay. You got Mayans fucking on my shot shot glass. Love that for them. Okay. I think that shot glass is older than this one. Oh my gosh. This shot glass is gonna be thirty-three or thirteen years old. I love that. Look, it's growing. It's gotten older. Okay, I'm gonna take this. Five, four, six, seven, three, eight, and one, and two, and three, and four, and five. Can, 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 can. Uh, 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 Okay. I'm gonna do it. Were you a, continue, uh-huh. a soldier boy kind of dancer, or you did the, um, the Silento one? If you had to pick. 
I don't know what the Silento one is. Uh, Whip. Nene. Oh, no. Then I danced Soldier Boy. The Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that shot almost came back up. <laughs> Are you ill? No, it just didn't sit right. <laughs> Wait, how long has it been since you had COVID? Two and a half weeks. Three weeks. And we recorded since then? Yeah. Just totally slipped by me. Why? I don't know. We recorded the next week. You gave him COVID? No. Good, because he doesn't have it. That was like two and a half weeks ago, so if it took that long to incubate, then it's definitely not me. It would have been somebody else. Somebody once told me. The world was gonna roll me. Speaking of classics, um, we're gonna get uh, copyright. I want to talk about another classic. Big Bones. Oh, that's a good one. Recent Gallup polls have shown that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger in the highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can, but what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Big Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Baked Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BakedBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using promo code... Spoopy15. Spoopy15. Big Bones is LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Big Bones probably donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in, U- in the U.S. And need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Baked Bones are now available at Man, Re- Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights. Or at Man Ready Mercantile <laughs> on South Congress in Austin. Made Rose. The words ever could like fall out of your mouth in the way they don't belong? No, no, no. Um, you know the answer to that is yes. <laughs> it happens to me too often. Milady. It's gotten much worse. Yeah. It's just old age. Wow. <laughs> um, are you ready to talk about spooky stuff? Uh, um, yeah, we can. All right. All right. I can. The fuck was that? Lightning storm. <laughs> Ball lightning. <laughs> Comes in the window, goes right out. So, oh, shit. Okay, um, did I, I'm gonna go first. Why is it still doing that? Stop! It's my turn. Oh, I don't think it is. It is my turn. Did you listen to it in the grocery store? Is that why you Yeah, know? I listened to it in the grocery store. Did I go store. first last time? Yes! Okay, then you go first. No. Okay. You wanted to so bad. No, I don't go. want to anymore. You go. You I don't go. have a story anymore now. Go. Okay. I erased it all. You've done it before. <laughs> I have. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh shit, it's all gone. No, you go. <laughs> we can't pantomime. People don't see this. <laughs> you go. No, you go. <laughs> no, you go. Fine. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of... Oh, wait. We're still in the depraved serial yeah, what, killer. What uh, tier are we even on? Four? Five. Five. Depraved serial killer iceberg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That... Um, the only thing that it all has in common is they are less... Uh, They're kind of more... Known as, yeah. as they go down, which is more with any... More Any uh, iceberg. Still have not pieced together a uh, theme. No. Well, we didn't piece together a theme in any of the other tiers. Uh, yeah, for Besides the whole the last iceberg. one that it was like, hey, most of these are from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kid stuff. Uh-huh. Mine is mob stuff. Mine is not. What's yours about? Stealing. Oh. A lot of stealing. Mine's about mobs and illicit things. What country are they in? America. Oh. Uh, Richard Kolkinski. Okay. Kuklinski. Kuklinski. K-U-K-L-I-N-S-K-I. Kuklinski. Kirkendall. (laughs) It's actually pronounced... Karen. 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 Richard Karen Kuklinski. There you go. Kuklinski. It was born um, in his family's apartment mm-hmm. on the 4th Street in New- in Jersey City, New Jersey, to Stanislaw Stanley Kuklinski. Uh, they are Polish. Okay. Um, from Karwask. The CZ thing in Polish is weird. It's like a... Like a <laughs> Karwask. Car wash. Car wash. From Car Wash, Masovian Voivodeship. Um, his father worked as a brakeman on the Delaware Lackawanna and the Western Railroad. And his mom was Anna McNally um, from Harsimus, a daughter of Irish Catholic immigrants from Dublin. So some of. He's half Polish and half Irish. Yes. How hot. I mean, cool. What? <laughs> is that a is that a combination you've seen before? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's white. It's a, that's a pasty white. It's not an, an interesting. Maybe thing. maybe a little ginger too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I saw one picture, but it was in black and white, and I think he had dark hair. Hmm. Uh, who she worked in a meat packing plant, mm-hmm. uh, I and bet he was she the, did. Ew. <laughs> the second of four children. <laughs> Um, his father was a violent alcoholic who would regularly beat his children. Oh my god, that's like mine. Maybe that's Maybe the common that's theme. Maybe that's the common theme. Um, Stanley abandoned the family while Richard was still a child, um, and he would come around sometimes, but he'd always be drunk, and then he would beat the kids when he came. Hey guys, it's me again. Bambas, get over here and line on up. Come on. Uh, the mother was also very abusive. <laughs> she would often beat him with broom handles, sometimes breaking the broom and other ho- household objects on their bodies. Okay. Uh, he recalled an incident. Wait, she was helping too? Is that what you just said? Yeah, they're all beating him. Oh, I love that. In his preteen years, uh, she, his mother attempted to kill his father with a kitchen knife. Um, she was very Catholic and very strict in her religion, um, trying to bring up her children in the same way she was raised. Uh, she raised him in the church, and he became an altar boy. That's great. So he's getting abused at home and at the church. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Wait, he, what year is this? Uh, the... 40s, okay. 50s. I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, he was born in like um, 43 or something mm. like that. Uh, she, he regarded his mother as a cancer who destroyed everything she touched. Which is a nice thing to say. That's that's your mom. <laughs> Great way to describe her. Uh, he had three siblings. Um, his brother, who was convicted in 1970 of raping a 12-year-old girl and murdering her by throwing her and her dog off of the top of a five-story building. Um, and then when he was asked about his brother's crimes, he said, we came from the same dad. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway. This is early in this story. <laughs> well, that's his brother. That's yeah, yeah, but still... Um, so in the and he the way that he said it is like well m- my dad is crazy my brother's crazy and also give the implication of like oh I might do that too that's how I kind of read that like, well oh. that's after the fact yeah okay because well not very far after the fact but I don't know when that interview was taken mm. but his brother went to jail first yeah that's all we know um, in the mid sixties <clears throat> Koklinski worked at a Manhattan film lab. Through the lab, he accessed master copies of popular films, and he made bootleg copies of Disney films to sell. He also discovered a lucrative market for tapes of porn, um, and he would copy them and distribute them. Uh, It was one of his regular sources of income. 60s, selling porn? Yeah. That's probably pretty good money. Good for him. Um, He was once arrested for passing a bad check, the only crime he was charged to with prior to his arrest for murder. Um, he was photographed and fingerprinted, but the charges were dropped after he agreed to pay the money back that he owed. Um, so then we just jump right into the murders. That's kind of mine. Literally, like, hey, here's his his youth. Okay, murders. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, he did all this petty crime, and then he was like, uh, I'm gonna get together a gang, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do a bunch of stuff. So I love he, that. He got a group, a burglary group, with Gary Smith, Barbara Deppner, Daniel Deppner, and Percy House. Oh. Um, Wait, where, what city is this? Uh, New Jersey. It, all over New Jersey. Okay. But Good place focusing, for that. Well, that's where you would expect yeah. it. Yeah. And it's around the same time that Michelle Visage was born, too, so maybe she's a part of it. Barbara Deppner, Daniel Deppner. They're not brother and sister. They were married. And yeah, and they had a kid. They had a kid. Michelle, Michelle Visage, Visage Deppner. Michelle Visage Deppner. And they changed her name. Well, she left off the Deppner because it wasn't very fancy. You know? mm, gotcha. Did you see that on um, some Virgin Airlines, I guess? Oh, uh, yeah, was, yeah. They're going to let men wear skirts on the, or pilots wear skirts. Anybody wear can yeah, wear skirts. Yeah, uh, gender neutral uniforms. Why is Michelle <clears throat> Visage in that? Uh, because she was campaigning for it. Okay. And they kind of hired her as the like voice of it. And so they she was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. I was like, this, well, I mean, all right. Yeah, she, she like, was campaigning for it. Okay. I saw it, and then somebody, quote, tweeted it and said, this is what they're doing at Virgin Airlines now? Disgusting. What's going to be next? Gender-neutral airplane bathrooms? That's funny. And you know what? That happened way before. Yeah. Which is the comedy of the whole situation. I also think that that person did it probably as a troll situation. I think they did it seriously. But seriously. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh. I don't... I I wouldn't put anything past a conservative to say it's stupidly. I agree. I mean, I I completely agree. I follow a, a a Twitter... I can't figure out what social Insta media. Is Twitters? Uh, a Twitter that's literally called conservative self owns, where it's literally just them talking about 
stupid shit and not understanding that they are literally owning themselves. It's very funny. I love that for them. Not really, but yeah. I love that for them because they're too stupid to know that they're being had. Exactly. It's very fun. And I love when people are had. Yes. I love a good ruse. I, lo- I love a good ruse. A sham. RuPaul? A debacle. Oh. Ruse. No, that's sham. Because their face looks like a pillowcase. Shamwell. After you sleep on it for a week. Didn't the Shamwell guy die or do something crazy? Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me look this up. Billy Mays died. Okay, he so did Shamwell for a while. No. It's the other guy that was like overly ex- Shamwell guy. J- oh, jail. Hold on. <sighs> he went to We're jail looking. for that haircut. Oh, uh, maybe. What happened to the Shamwell guy? Uh, uh, he, was arrest- he was arrested uh, for battery in a vi- violent confrontation with a prostitute outside his South Beach <laughs> hotel room. Uh, I love that story. I do too. That's what I want to cover next. That's week. also exactly what I uh, imagine him imagine to have happened to him. I feel like that prostitute or that sex worker beat his ass. Oh, absolutely. Hold on, let me let me look at the the look at his his mugshot. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find. She beat his ass. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. We're on ABC News. He does look beaten up. She beat his ass. His nose is all bloody. His lip is all fat and fucked up. Yeah, look at him. Good. Good, good for good, good for them. Good, good be, for them. Beaten. Good for they. I can't assume the gender of the the sex worker. But you know what? His commercials always cracked me up because he was uh, fucked up on crack for sure. He was on meth. Yeah, he's like, Shamwell, just look at this. Look at it. And his eyes were like. (laughs) Always. You can see it in this. Giant ass bags. He's like, I got this. I know. I tried to portray it to you, but I can't because I have such delicate under. Okay, mine look good. Mine look more like his. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah. yeah. Take Take the glasses off. Ooh, put those things Ooh. back on. Ew, gross. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I don't like it when I smile anymore because I get bags under the eyes. And I need to figure out how to not smile. Just go. This is going to be my new smile. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Hey. Hey, how's it going, y'all? How y'all doing? Hey, how y'all doing? Didn't she die too? Did she? I think she died. Oh, yeah. A cultural icon. She really she was. Gave so many memes. <laughs> she gave. She gave memes, and she gave memes until yep. she just could not give any memes anymore. Well, you know, sometimes people go on uh, the internet. I love the two tabs I have open. <laughs> Is a raccoon a rodent? And what happened to Sham? <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, she. Uh, some queens go on RuPaul's Drag Race now, just to, uh, well, anyone really on TV, just to create as many memes as possible. I'm like, that's honestly, that's what you got to do. Be mm-hmm. memorable. Because yeah, if you are only on two episodes and you create funny content for memes, people are gonna remember you. If you don't do anything, ooh. our society is memes now. It's memes. It's all gifts and memes. That's what you I'm got. I'm going to make NFTs oh. of memes. NFTs of drag queens. Let's start selling it. Yeah. We're going to do good. Do well. Do awesome. But then you have to you have to quantify them. And then do you give the money back to the drag queens? 
Or do we have to split it with them since it's their their likeness? Their image. Or do we have to pay RuPaul? Oh, I hope not. She got enough money. She, she got fracking, fracking money, yeah. She anyway. got that, that oil money. Anyway, sorry. Um, so then they killed someone. Okay. Uh, George Maliband. Oh, poor George. Uh, January 30th, 1980. The shit was going down in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of 80s horror movies mm-hmm. lately. Lots of boobs all the time. I think you told me about this. Yeah. Over-sexualizing everything. I think you go through ways where you uh, watch 80s horror movies. Oh, it's my whole personality. Okay. For at least the past month. Okay. Um, I've been watching this one lately. It's called... Is it called Trick or Treat? I think it's just called Trick or Treat. Um, And it's so bad. Mm -hmm. There's this woman, and she's like supposed to be like a, a babysitter. But she's all of like 40... And she's supposed to be. She's like a nanny now. The hot babysitter. She's a cougar. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, I can't go. She's answering the phone in the shower. I'm like, what? She's like, in the eighties, they still have cords on the phones. I, I know. I guess she brought the phone into the bathroom. <laughs> uh, and so she's answering the phone in the bathroom, and she's like, "What? But my boyfriend has a performance tonight, and he, I just have to go. You can't get anyone else." While well, she's all right, I guess so. They're like, okay, are you ready for the number? You can't hear them. But she's like, no, I'm not ready for the number. I'm in the shower. <laughs> Why You're are you the on shower? the phone? Exactly. Why did you answer? Um, one of, uh, not one of, the uh, person I used to work for uh, would answer the phone while he was like going to the bathroom or take his phone call into the bathroom. And, oh, like, you know you okay. can You know you can hear uh, um, on the other end what you're doing. So... Uh, yeah, it's the worst. Why is that person just a caricature I, of like he's a he's somebody that belong a character from The Office? And uh-huh. I don't like that show. No, yeah, it's literally like uh, you know, like all of these things that you're doing and saying, they can hear you. Yeah, I don't know. And like he'd be it, it. It would be one thing if he was talking to like someone from The Office, but he was like talking to customers. As like you're literally just being. Yeah. Yeah. It's just relevant. That's why I had to say it. That. Yeah. Very that. Also, when I worked at the DNA testing company, uh, we had plenty of customers that would call us like while they were in the bathtub or uh, going to the bathroom as well. <clears throat> it's literally like, we can... Don't you hit my car? Crash. I know. We can literally hear uh, all of the things that are going on there. So we had a customer that would call us like once a week just to talk about their results and... Uh, would be in the bathtub while they did it. Like, is this something like, sort of like weird, perverted thing that you like? Customers are weird. Yeah. People are weird. Everyone's weird. Everyone's weird, yes. I can agree with that statement. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he was in the 80s, um, and he killed George Maliband during a meeting to sell him some tapes. The money amounts in this story are very large, and I don't understand why. For porn? Yeah. He sold him 20, he carried around $27,000 in cash for these porn tapes. In the 60s, you can buy a house for that. I know. <laughs> this is the 80s. Oh, okay. Well, so, so at least four cars. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And his body was discovered a week later on February 5th. Uh, he, Kuklinski had paced, placed it in a 55-gallon drum and left it near Chemtex chemical plant in Jersey City. He had cut the the tendons of his leg in order to fit him into the barrel. Um, And this was the first one that they had linked to Kuklinski. 
Uh, Malibin's brother told police officers that Malibin was meeting Kuklinski the day he disappeared. Um, and then, yeah, afterwards, later on, when he's caught for everything, he said it, it was due to business. Business. But he shot him five times. Yeah. The porn business was riveting, you know? Well, tapes. The tape business. Uh, murder of Paul Hoffman. In 1982, Kuklinski met Paul Hoffman, a 51-year-old pharmacist who occasionally browsed, quote, the store. The store. In Patterson, New Jersey, a storefront with a backroom holding a wide variety of stolen items for sale. Hoffman hoped to make big profit by purchasing a stolen uh, 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 medication called Tagamet. Um, is a drug to keep, treat peptic ulcers. I don't know what he's gonna do so with that. So keep uh, acid. I, I mean, I guess he's a pharmacist, so I guess it was very expensive, and he was gonna sell it and steal or like take the leftover money. Like, say it's fifty bucks to buy it from the manufacturer and thirty to buy it from the black market, and then you sell it for fifty and you pocket the extra twenty. Yeah. Um, that's anyway, what pharmaceutical companies do now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, Kuklinski believed that, he believed that Kuklinski could supply the drugs and he badgered him to make a deal. Uh, Hoffman was last seen on his way to meet Kuklinski with $25,000 oh for prescription drugs. After a plea bargain, Kuklinski admitted to murdering him on April the 29th. He had lured him into a, uh, rented garage and tried to shoot him, but the gun jammed. So he, instead he beat him to death with a tire iron and then stuffed him in a 50 gallon drum and left it outside of a motel in Little Ferry. Uh, and then l later he noticed that the, the drum had disappeared, but he never he never knew what happened to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, the drum is gone with the dead body in it. Mm. Well, oh, that's fine. I hope they didn't open mm. it up. Yeah, they might find something inside they don't like. <laughs> uh, Gary Smith, in the 1980s, Kuklinski's burglary, burglary gang was under investigation by law enforcement. In December of 1982, Percy House, a member of the gang, was arrested, and House agreed to inform on Kuklinski and was placed in protective custody. Warrants were also issued for the arrest of two other gang members, Gary Smith and Daniel Deppner. Kuklinski urged them to lay low and rented them a room at the York Motel in North Berg in New Jersey. Smith left the home motel to visit his daughter, and Kuklinski feared that Smith um, was going to go become an informant. So um, then things started to get a little crazy with his his gang. Because um, now he's got a rat. A rat. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. According to the testimony <clears throat> of Barbara Deppner, Kuklinski, and Daniel Deppner, and House, who was in jail at the time, decided that Smith had to be killed. So Smith fed... Uh, Kuklinski fed Smith a hamburger laced with cyanide. Oh. Um, Yum! But, and it was very slow to work. Oh. Uh, so then he, Daniel Deppner, his partner, strangled him with a lamp cord. Uh, and then according to the forensic pathologist, Smith would have died from the uh, cyanide poisoning. And people would have just thought it was a drug overdose. Um, but they didn't. So he had a ligature mark around his neck and they were able to tie it to Kuklinski. Yes. So, like, if you just waited for the cyanide to kick in, everyone would just be like, oh, cool. Someone had a drug overdose. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Stupid. Um, after Barbara Deppner did not return with a car to move Smith's body, Kuklinski and Daniel Deppner... Daniel. 
Daniel Deppner. Daniel. Placed it in between the mattress and a box spring. Oh. And they left it. Uh, that wouldn't look lumpy at all. Uh, I guess so. It's, I guess, you know how, like, hotel beds have that, like, you look under the bed and it's like a floating bed. And then yeah, you lift yeah. all the stuff up. And I guess you could probably get into the middle underneath the bed. No, so, like, the box spring is, like, a hard thing. Yeah. And then there's the... Um, Mattress. Yes. But the box spring is on a platform. Yeah, like a raised like yeah. bed frame. So it's under the box spring. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying it was under the mattress. No. Like between the like sandwich between the mattress and the box spring. <laughs> then it would just be like a lump. <laughs> what is that? Oh my god, the bed looks weird. Well, because people would stay in the room for the next four days, mm-hmm. and they thought the room and the room smelled odd, but most of them didn't look under the bed. Um, and then it got really bad, and the manager investigated, and of course there was like a dead body in there. Oh. And he was like, oh. Then also it's like, okay, they're not cleaning underneath the beds. <laughs> they aren't. Yeah. I'm not, I don't. Well, I'm not going underneath hotel beds, but. I take a look. Make sure there's no one under there to kill you middle of the night. I'm hoping there's someone under there. Honestly. Hey, what are you doing down there? Bitch, get the fuck out here. Girl, I'm going to kill you. Oh. Okay. Shit, I'm not staying here tonight. Uh, it's so fun. I'll get you somebody else. I, I'll go ahead and just stay there. Shh, shh, and I just won't tell anyone, but I'll go to a different room. And you'll have fun. Girl, <clears throat> it's dusty under there. Yeah. You need, a, you need a Febreze Swiffer? They don't clean under there, girl. Yeah. You feel shit. okay? You what got allergies? Wing? Yeah. <laughs> How old is that chicken wing? You got some glass bottles under there? Are you oh. living under there? <laughs> Honey, yes. you got to go outside sometimes. <laughs> You just open the window. Woo! <laughs> yeah. And then they run at me, but I duck, and they and sail they just, through the yeah. window. So like, oh, this man was trying Classic to kill me. Classic hijinks. Classic. Classic. It's on the first floor, too. So they just land in a bush. Yeah. And they're like, oh, 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 Do you remember when that woman <laughs> yeah. fell off of the thing? Oh, I hope she's all right. <laughs> oh. That's, that's she's good. probably dead now. Maybe. Was that the 90s? What happened to her? Look her up. What? Find her. Happened to the gra- the great woman, the great lady. She's in <laughs> the great stomping, grape stomping. Wait, hold on. Is this the right story? She's the head anchor. Oh no, that's her. That's her. Yeah, head anchor from in uh, Milwaukee. Tried to track her down for many years. Made a public appearance regarding the video in an interview in um, two thousand and two. Am I embarrassed of, that I fell? Of course. I also broke a couple of ribs. Thanks for asking. I had to spend a few weeks in the hospital under observation. I suffered quite a bit for an honest mistake, a momentary lapse in concentration, and now I'm trying to move on. Ouch was right. We're here. We're sorry to hear it. That's uh, what? Sorry to hear it was such a bad fall. And we wish you good luck in the future, Miss Sander. Oh. So she apparently got really hurt from that fall. Yeah. Could you imagine breaking a rib? No, she, and she broke several. My mom broke two ribs. That feels pain, sounds painful yeah. to breathe and move and exist. Couldn't be me. Could never be me. I don't do enough things to break a rib. I actively don't move in I, fear of breaking a rib. I stay in one place so that my body just deteriorates. And I've been in this exact position since mm-hmm. 1991. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I move a finger, but not very far. And it's it is finger. very heavy mm-hmm. moving the finger. Yeah. Um, 
So then he killed his other friend. Okay. After his mur- Smith's murder, Cooklinsley was like, hey, Daniel, I don't trust you anymore. Well, that's what happens when you start a gang. So then he moved Deppner to another <clears throat> apartment in Bergenfield, New Jersey, belonging to Rich Patterson, the fiancé of his daughter. Patterson was away at the time, but Kuklinski possessed the keys to his apartment. So um, between February and May of 1983, uh, he was like, come stay at my uh, future son-in-law's house. And Deppner was like, oh, yeah, I gotta stay low. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then Kuklinski um, killed him. Uh, but they didn't know because they thought he was murdered there because there was a bloody carpet because Kuklinski said to his future son-in-law he's like listen if you're gonna be my son-in-law you gotta do something for me so we gotta get rid of this body and so they so the guy came back the son-in-law yeah um and so he told patterson he was like yeah it's my friend he was in trouble with law enforcement and somebody broke into your house and killed him i don't know what happened Mm -hmm. so we gotta get rid of the body it's gotta go somewhere (laughs) and so he was like we gotta we gotta just dump the body um, and get rid of it, and then forget about it. We can't ever talk about it again. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And now you're sealed. You're part of the family. Pure mafia blood, stuff. Blood oath situation. Um, so then uh, his body was discovered on May 14th, 1983, by a bicyclist. Those it's always a cyclist. I swear, like, if I'm running along the bayou and I see a dead body, I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to do. Like, oh, shit. Not this. It's always runners. It's always cyclists. Just don't do those things. Run on a treadmill. Honestly. Stay away from everyone. Get on a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A bike in the gym? What are those things called? Uh, assault bike. S- a stationary bicycle. Stationary bike, assault bike, yes. Soul. What? What? Soul cycle? No. No, it's not Stationary actual. bicycle. With the fan for the wheel. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a stationary bike. Did the fan really, like, cool the room or anything? No. What was the, the fan for? Resistance. Oh. I don't know. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, the cyclist found the guy, the dead body, surrounded by vultures. Love that. Uh, Kuklinski had wrapped... So technically the vultures found it. That's true. But not vultures, the guy. Um, in the past, have not very, been very good witnesses. No. So I would not trust the word of a, a vulture. They, they get a lot of facts bad. wrong. Get a lot of facts wrong. Oh, they, they eat dead stuff, too. I and they got dead stuff all over their bodies. They, like, hang out and they're like, you gonna die anytime soon? What you doing, girl? What you doing? The, mal- the mice have told me. Mm-hmm. Stay away. Well, um, the mice are living, so the vultures aren't attacking them. They've got plenty of They're watching them. Or dead bodies, apparently. And they the mice hang around dead bodies, so mm-hmm. they're uh, Dead animal bodies. Or not. Or not. I don't ask questions. Yeah. They, they just say dead bodies, and you don't... Yeah. Further, like, I assume they mean other bodies of rats because when you would say, like, no, it's somebody else, yeah, you wouldn't assume I'm talking about a rat, yeah, you'd assume it's like, oh, yeah, there's a dead body outside, you're gonna assume it's someone of your own species, mm-hmm. not a, a animal carcass because then you'd say, oh, it's a, a raccoon dead body, dead raccoon, yeah, yeah. Um, so he had wrapped it all in green garbage bags. Where do you find green garbage bags? Uh, the inner, oh no, Amazon didn't exist. Um, medical examiners <clears throat> listed his cause of death as undetermined, although they noted pinkish spots on his skin, a possible sign of cyanide poisoning. Uh. But he was also strangled, strangled. So, 
Probably that. So I would guess maybe that was I a factor. That's probably that the, was the like main one. The person that I researched last time that had a bunch of like uh, markings on their body that was like, oh yeah, oh this is undetermined. Forty-two knife wounds. Yes, oh. undetermined because they also smoked a cigarette oh, in the sixth grade. It was the torsos. They didn't. They didn't have a head. Oh well, wasn't certain how they died. They don't have a head. head. That might be a good contender. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> investigators guessed that Deppner had already been inca- incapacitated, such as by poison. Uh, and then the... The poison is by? Mm-hmm. All poison is by. By visibility. Not care. <laughs> um, his partially eaten corpse had no defensive wounds, and healthy, healthy adult men's rarely... Men's. Men's is... Men are rarely killed by strangulation. <laughs> Without hey. fighting back, at least. Hey, fellas, is it gay to be strangled? It sure is. Uh, healthy masculine <coughs> men very rarely get strangled. Healthy adult men. Oh, adult, sorry. I put masculine in there. You can be a fairy. You can be a fairy and, and strangle And people. not be scran- yeah. strangled. Um, medical examiner found Deppner's stomach full of undigested food, indicating that he had died shortly after or during a meal. <laughs> I think this is just a read. The beans that he'd eaten were burned, so the reason they reasoned that the meal was home cooked because most restaurants would not get away with serving burned food to customers. Why you gotta? Why you gotta, uh, you read, gotta, you their gotta read? Yeah. first. Oh, he ate I some mean, burned. He's a beans. murderer. I don't care about how good of a cook he is. <laughs> he burned his beans, though. That's very important. <laughs> Just disgusting. How dare he do that? Um, the corpse was discovered three miles away from the ranch, where Kuklinski's family often went horseback riding. Mafia shit. Mm-hmm. Horseback riding? Well, I mean, if he's getting $25,000 from pharmaceuticals and porn tapes... You gotta spend that money somewhere. You gotta spend it somewhere. Um, Horses. On the 25th of September, 1983, the body of Louis Mazgay was founded... Uh, Founded, found near a town park called Clausland Mountain in Orangetown, New York, with a bullet hole in the back of his head. Um, he had disappeared over two years ago in July 1st of 1981, the day that he was supposed to meet Kuklinski at a New Jersey diner to purchase a large quantity of video cassette recorder tapes, hmm. for which he had $95,000 to pay for it in his van. $95,000 for tapes. Blank tapes. Oh, so this wasn't porn? No. Oh. I was blank say, tapes. I was going to say, what is on this this porn that people are paying that much for? But I guess it's just blank now. Just really sketchy porn with lots of lines that go like that. Mm. Oh, those are good. Good lines. Yeah. Make the, the boobies go... Ooh. They bounce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Gross. Video cassette tapes in 1981 were probably, I mean, expensive at the time. Yeah, yeah. But they were still probably what, like, ten bucks? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like everything in the 80s costs three dollars. How much was a video cassette in 1981? Because video cassette players were invented in the late 70s. And they were like a thousand dollars for the player. Mm-hmm. Those blank packs typically came in counts of ten and cost twenty bucks. Yeah, that's how much. That's not a good deal, bro. 
I'm going to start yeah. saying bruh, bruh, ironically. Oh, wait, no, no, hold on. The first run, uh, popular movie on VHS sold for, oh, well, there's a movie, uh, sold for 80 or $90 in 1980s. That is about $230 in today's money. Um... They didn't get sold direct to consumers. Instead, rental stores bought them and then rented them to consumers. Still, though. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Anyways, $95,000. His body was stored in a freezer, uh, then discovered 15 months later, and after Kuklinski had admitted to shooting him. uh, He did not thaw the corpse before he dumped it. Um, he also wrapped it in plastic garbage bags, with ke- which kept it insulated and partially frozen. The Rockland County Medical Examiner found ice crystals inside the body on a warm September day. So that was recent as hell. Well, they, he killed him in July of 1981. Hey, Google, turn on the lights. <laughs> killed him in 1981. Mm-hmm. What? What is this Google doing? <laughs> um, so yeah, so he found they found him in September. He was like, "Yeah, it's over here." But I killed him a couple of years ago. He was trying to. He was trying to. He was trying to do this weird thing because his nickname was the Ice Man. Mm. So he's really trying to push his narrative of, "Oh, I killed him and I put him in a freezer and there was all full of ice." And so then he was already in jail when he was like, "Yeah, there's another one." And they found it, and it was all full of ice. Because it takes a long time to thaw a body. I mean, I wouldn't assume more than a couple of days. I don't know. Um, If the body had thawed before discovery, the medical examiner would have stated stated that he probably would have never noticed Kuklinski's trickery. Investigators realized that Mazge was wearing the same clothes his wife and son said he was wearing on the day he disappeared. Um, and then Kuklinski froze Mazge's corpse and encouraged law enforcement to nickname him the Iceman. Newspaper reporters sensationalized Kuklinski's frequent use of the moniker Iceman in headlines. So it was all a ploy for him to be called the Iceman. He was super excited about that. That's weird. Yeah. Um, he came to attention of Pat Kane, an officer with the New Jersey State Police, when an informant helped Kane connect him to a gang carrying out burglaries in North New Jersey. He built a file on him, and eventually five unsolved homicides, Hoffman, Smith, Deppner, Maskey, and Maliband, were linked to Kuklinski because he was the last person to see each of them alive. A joint task force of law enforcement officials titled Operation Iceman, you're just going to give him his name, mm-hmm. was created between New Jersey Attorney General and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, um, dedicated to arresting and convicting uh, Kuklinski. The ATF was involved due to Kuklinski's firearm sales. Special Agent ATF Dominic Polifroni went undercover for 18 months to apprehend Kuklinski. Starting in 1985, Kane and Polifroni... Wasn't he already arrested, or is this talking about the leading up to the arrest? Leading up to his arrest. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so he was trying to fake people out. Yeah. um, With the ice thing. Uh, posing as a mafia-connected criminal named Dominic Provenzano, Polifrone purchased a handgun muffler combination from Kuklinski. In recordings, Kuklinski discussed a corpse he kept in a freezer for two and a half years. 
And he told Polifroni he'd preferred poison, saying, quote, Why be messy? You can do it nice and calm. He asked Polifroni if he could supply him with pure cyanide, and Polifroni told Kuklinski that he wanted to hire him to murder a wealthy Jewish cocaine dealer and recorded Kuklinski speaking in detail about how he would do it. Kuklinski also was recorded boasting that he killed a man by putting cyanide on his hamburger and of his plans to kill a couple of rats, Barbara Deppner and Percy House, the two of his gang that were left. He was just killing all, like everyone who was with All his them. friends. He was like, never mind, I'm just going to take care of all of this. <laughs> all right, girl. December 17th, 1986, Kuklinski met Polifrone to get cyanide for a planned murder, which was to be an, an attempt uh, of to kill a uh, undercover police officer. After the recorded conversation with Polifroni, Kuklinski went to a, for a walk. He tested Polifroni's purported cyanide on a stray dog using a hamburger as bait, saw that it was not poison. Suspicious, he decided to not go through with his plan murder and went home instead, but they arrested him on a roadblock two hours later, um, and his wife like went crazy there, and they arrested her too, and she got charged with disorderly conduct. Uh, they found a gun in his car. she knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and she was also charged with the possession of a firearm. Uh, so then people were like, hey, you killed a lot of people. And he was like, you know what? I killed even more than that. Oh, of course. I killed probably 200 men. Uh-huh. And they were like, okay, well, we're just going to call. We're just going to get these five out of the way first. Yeah, these are the ones that we know we can put you in jail we for. We can get you for. Yeah. So he um, was charged with five murder counts and six weapon violations, as well as attempted murder, ma- robbery, and attempted robbery. Law enforcement officials said Kuklinski had a large sum of money in a Swiss bank account and had a reservation on a flight to that country. Uh, he was held on $2 million bail uh, and was made to surrender his passport. After the arrest, Kuklinski told reporters, this is unwarranted, unnecessary, and these guys watch too many movies. At the press conference, New Jersey State Attorney General W. Carey Edwards characterized the motive for the murders as profit and said he, quote, set individuals up for business deals, they disappeared, and, and the money ended up in his hands. <laughs> At his trial, former associates, including Percy House and Barbara Deppner, gave evidence against him, as did ATF Special Agent Polifroni. The case was prosecuted by Deputy Eternal Gen- General Robert Carroll. Um, he was represented by a public defender. Um, Kuklinski was argued that he had no history of violence and only projected a tough image. Oh my god. <laughs> including his statements to ATF Special Agent uh, Polifroni, the defense theorized that Deppner was responsible for the murder of Smith and that was uh, there was no cause of death determined for Deppner. Additionally, he argued that the testimony of House and Barbara Deppner was unreliable because they lied to law enforcement officials. Oh, my God. And House received immunity from prosecution. So basically, they're all just attacking each other in these courts. March 1988, jurors found Kuklinski guilty of murdering Sam Smith. Or Sam Smith. Why did I immediately put Sam in front of Smith? Uh, Sam Smith? They've been murdered. Smith. Yes. And Deppner. Uh, But found the deaths were not proven to be by Kuklinski's conduct, meaning he would not face the death penalty. So he was sentenced to 60 years in prison. Um, after the trial, he pled guilty to killing Mazbay, or Mazgay Malabant, um, and then he was sentenced to an additional two life sentences to be served consecutively. Um, 
and he was going to spend the rest of his life in prison. He was ineligible for parole, or he is ineligible for parole until 2046. He'd be 111. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't matter anyway because he's dead. Oh, great. You know. They, so he died in prison. Yeah, he died in prison. Good for them. They also thought that he was... Um, you know the Jimmy Hoffa case? No. He was like a... Uh, big mafia or like not a mafia a union guy he was like the president of this union and then he was like about to do this big um like uh press conference and then he disappeared and people were like where did he go so no one's ever seen him since this guy was part of it and people say that he could be part of it <clears throat> yeah um but the mafia also was like listen we don't know anything about him yeah we well, didn't he, he's not one of us uh-huh yeah anyways he's done well i mean he didn't really he this guy Klinsky, didn't sound like he was actually associated with any sort of mafia he just created his own game game yeah and they all turned on him or he no he turned on them and started picking them off one at a time and then the ones that survived were like no fuck you yeah i gotcha i gotcha well good for them I mean, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that he got what was deserved. Oh yeah. Oh. That light was on. Oh, that it was bothering. Yeah. The one that one light. What do you got? Oh well, we're gonna make a hop over to Australia. Oh, I I can do that. Oh yeah. I, can I mean, do I, that. you're gonna go. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> okay. Well, get started, Chris. <laughs> I already know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Making me feel more crazy. Anyways, should we do this? Nobody said you're crazy, Chris. I feel crazy. Because of the voices? Do I have schizophrenia? Who said that? No. <laughs> Who did say it? I feel like sometimes I might develop schizophrenia. We're scattered. Schizophrenia. <laughs> a song. It just took a took a took a oh boy. Took a moment to get there. What is happening to us? Because people develop schizophrenia in their thirties, don't they? Like late twenties, early thirties. Well, I think people can develop schizophrenia anytime, but Yeah, but like how and why? It's like a brain chemistry thing, right? Yeah. Do you just like run out of chemicals sometimes? Yeah. I mean, that's how depression happens, too. Anxiety, bipolar. I don't need to talk about that one. <laughs> don't even bring that up here. No, we don't need to talk about that one. No, we, I know how that We've happens. got plenty of that here. <laughs> I thought I'd get less anxious as I got older. No. And it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. People are like, yeah, you don't get as... You don't worry about what people think in your older age because you just do it all. Like, no, no. No, I think I've become more apparent. Uh, like, um, not for like the way that I am or anything. Just no. like for the small things. Like, people think my hair is dumb. Okay. Not that. That's not true. Not that, that's, that's, that. It's, it's very curly. It's very curly. My speech patterns. Yeah. Well, that's just normal. You've also been on podcast for four years, so everyone can hear your speech patterns. But I feel like four <laughs> years ago, it was like, I was a really great speaker. And, and now you're now not? not? It's the old age. It's dementia. 
I today I walked into my bathroom and I fully go. What was I doing in here? And then I walked back out and you're like, oh, I have to pee. That's exactly what. It- <laughs> I went in there because I was gonna do something else as well, but also go pee. But I went in there and I was like, what am I doing in here? And I walked back to the kitchen to like do something else. I'm like, oh yeah, I had to go pee. I went back in there and then I remember what I was doing. But it was still just like. I had to pee, and I didn't go, but there was something else I had to do, too, but uh, regardless. Well, that's crazy. Sometimes I'll look in the mirror, and I'm like, I'm just there to fix my hair, and I'm like, who am I? <laughs> okay, that's a little deeper. <laughs> who is that person? Who am I? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. What are we looking for? I gave you tangerine. Shit. Oh. It means I gave myself mango. Oh. Fuck. Fuck. I already drank out of it. You can switch. You have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh huh. Okay. Um, well, and it's not open. You can just switch it. There are no other flavors. Mm. There's wild berry acai, but that one's gross too. Oh. <laughs> I think we get a Bud Light. Ew. That's even worse. A Dosecchi. Ew. Why would you do that? I have beer in my fridge because I was grilling this weekend for uh, some people, and then they all canceled on me. So now I just have beer in my fridge. Oh, bring it this weekend. Somebody will bring it. Here's some beer. <laughs> you shake it like for a cat. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, very that. You know. I like it. I like it a lot. Good plan. Good plan. All right, should we talk about spoopy things? Sure. All right. Okay. Well, like I said, we're gonna uh, hop across the pond. No, um, the other way. <laughs> we're gonna go down under. Down under. Down under. Uh, so I'm gonna talk about e- oh, Eric Edgar Cook. Uh, I tried to switch up the names. We're okay. Um, he was born on February 25th of 1931 in Victoria Park, which is a part of Perth, which is in Western Australia. Perth. Uh, so he was the eldest of three children. They were all born into a very unhappy and violent family. Oftentimes, people that turn into killers are. From violent families? Yeah. Yeah. Um, his parents literally got married only because his mom was pregnant with him as a child. So uh, his father... She was a pregnant child? She was pregnant with a child. Oh. She, it, was a, it was a shotgun wedding. They don't have shotguns in Australia. Well, it was... There's a boomerang. It was, in, it was in the 30s, so they definitely fucked. Uh, care for fucking? They, got, they, they, they fucked before um, they were supposed to. Ooh, couldn't be me. <laughs> Having sex before marriage. Have you done that? No. <laughs> I'm, a never, virgin. I'm a virgin. I was half a virgin when they met me. Okay. No butt stuff. No, I only do butt stuff, so I'm still a virgin. No one right? has deflowered you. No one. Yes. <laughs> Nobody's ever taken flowers from me. Either. No! I don't have flowers. It's fine. Uh, so, uh, his father was an alcoholic. You had a busy road today. Um, and he would beat the children very frequently, uh, especially when, uh, they would try to protect their mother. Uh, so the mom would sleep in the staff room at her job at the hotel that she worked at to avoid going home and being beaten by, uh, her husband. So she was leaving the kids to get beat so she wouldn't get beat. 
like what the fuck girl um so cook the the child uh he was born with a cleft lip and palate uh for which he had a uh surgical operation when he was three months old and then he had another when he was three and a half uh years old so the operations were not successful (laughs) both of them and left him with a uh facial deformity and he spoke with a mumble spoke in a mumble um, these disabilities made him the target of bullying at school. Uh, the constant mistreatment caused Cook to feel ashamed and shy, and he subsequently became emotionally unstable. Uh, hearing this made me feel like a little sad for him. I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I bet, I mean, having surgery in the mid-30s, probably not the best. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Um so he was apparently very good at subjects that required like uh, retentive memory and like manual dexterity and stuff. Uh, but he was expelled from his state school for stealing money from a teacher's purse at the age of six. Uh, so he was transferred to uh, a, a Newcastle Street Infants' School. I don't know. Um, and then when he transferred this new school, he was once again the target of bullying. Um, I don't think I was bullied until like junior high oh no i was bullied in elementary school too Hmm. people would say it would be different bullying why do you sound like a girl oh maybe those things happened to me and i just didn't like it just didn't affect me i remember that in fourth grade someone i didn't hear even what they said but someone called me gay uh and one of the girls that i was friends with like attacked them and she got in trouble and i don't even know what happened i was like oh my god but she told me later, it's like, oh, they called you a name. I'm like, what? And then she wrote it down. I'm like, I don't know what that means. So Is I don't know what gay. Word? Gay. Oh. No, it's just gay. I was like, I don't even know what that means. So we're good. Fine by me. Um, so he uh, continued to be bullying at every school that he attended, including his primary school and his junior technical school. Um, he was placed in orphan orphanages and uh or foster homes on several occasions uh but much like his mother he would hide underneath the house or roam neighboring streets just to escape a night of his father's violence so he would just walk to oh my god what's happening to me <coughs> excuse me <coughs> it's a covid sars kobe too uh-huh so he would fully just like go walk the streets instead of sleeping in his own home because his father would beat him that much so he was also frequently hospitalized for head injuries, and uh, sus- the, the, it was suspected that he had brain damage because of his accident proneness. Uh, so I think that some of the, the hospitalizations and head injuries that he had were from being beaten, but then it got to a point that he was beaten so much that he couldn't stand upright all the time. So he would fully just like fall over sometimes and didn't have good balance and whatnot. So that means that he was probably beat in the ears or hit in the head in some in multiple facets so that it would fuck up his balance. Because if you d- damage your middle ear or inner ear, uh, you can't really balance very well. So he also had uh, recurrent headaches and was once admitted to an asylum. Uh, his reported blackouts later stopped after an operation in 1949. Uh, no information about what this operation was. Hmm. So, like, did he get a lobotomy? Because this was something that was something that was happening at this time. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Is, what are these operations? 
Um, so he left school at the age of 14 to work as a delivery boy for um, a store and uh, to try and support the family. He would give his weekly wages to his mom, uh, who could not fully support the family with the money she earned from cooking and cleaning. Uh, many of Cook's jobs put him in the hospital due to his accident proneness uh, at a job in a factory um he was hospitalized after being struck in the nose by a winch um and at the age of 16 he worked as a, a hammer boy in a blacksmith of a workshop where he signed his lunch bag al capone which is already like an indicator um of what is to come who's your hero al capone my hero is uh shit kevin lay a famous mobster that just, you know, likes to steal shit and... and Somebody who commits mass uh, fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the same job... Enron. Enron is my hero. That's a good one. Oh, they were here in Houston. They're my hero. Yeah. That's why I moved here. <laughs> Enron. I came hey, from Enron. I came from Canada just to be here. <laughs> Love that. Uh, so at the same job, he suffered second degree burns to his face from steam, uh, jarred his right hand, and then injured his left thumb. So he got some some. He he's had a fucked up life. This was at the age of sixteen still. So a lot of things going on for him. So at the age of 17, he would spend his nights involved in petty crimes, vandalism, and even arson. Um, he would later serve 18 months in jail for burning down a church after he was rejected in a choir audition. So he apparently didn't sing well enough, and so he burned down the whole church. Uh, well, have you valid ever, response. Have you ever auditioned for Funny Girl on Broadway? The revival? If... I have not because I cannot read. <laughs> you stole my joke, but I love it. I don't know what that the words won't on the stop paper me. say. I can't read. Uh, <laughs> but then you get rejected because you can't read the the lyrics, and so you burn down Broadway. I just want to send her a text and see what happens. Hey, Leah, how's it going? Voice meshes back. Yeah, it's great. Everybody, I'm having a good time. <laughs> Bonnie, can you read the next one? <laughs> what's that? What's the next? Uh, what's the next? Don't one? remember. Just forget about what <laughs> happened in that last message. Everything's fine. I'm doing. Great it's things. just so funny things. <laughs> uh, so in his teenage, in his late later teenage years, uh, he would sneak into houses and steal whatever he found valuable. Um, these crimes then began escalating, as they do naturally, of Escalante. course. Escalante. Um, so he would begin damaging clothing and furniture in acts of vengeance. So I guess he was like, "Oh, I broke in your house, and I don't like your stuff." So he just like rip up their couches and stuff. I don't know. Okay. Um, like, damn. Uh, he would cut out newspaper accounts of his crimes, and then he would show his acquaintances in an attempt to gain friends, um, which didn't really work. Well. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, so on March 12th of 1949, police finally caught up with him and uh, found evidence at his grandmother's house where he was living. Uh, Cook's fingerprints were matched to those found in other open cases. And on May 24th of 1949, he was sentenced to three years in prison after being arrested for arson and vandalism. He was convicted on uh, two charges of stealing, seven of breaking, break, breaking, oh my God, what's happening to me? Breaking and entering, 
Brinking. Brinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and four of arson. So he burned four things. Uh, he left many fingerprints and easy clues for detectives, uh, which would teach him to be more careful in his future crimes. After his release, so he was only in jail, so he was sentenced for three years, but he was only there for 18 months. Um, after his release and climbing towards adulthood, uh, he was described as a short, slight man with dark, wavy hair and a twisted mouth. Uh, that's rude because of his surgeries, uh, but whatever. Um, at the age of 21, he joined the Australian Army, but was discharged three months later after it was discovered that he had a juvenile uh, criminal record. So during his training, he was quickly promoted to Lance Corporal and was taught how to f- handle firearms. So that's how he learned to have guns. Um November 14th of 1953, uh, at this point he is 22, he got married to Sarah uh, Lavin, Sarah Lavin, why is her, oh, they, she goes by Sal. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so she was a 19-year-old waitress uh, at a church which was demolished in 1995. Uh, they ultimately had a large family, the, they, she had seven children, uh, four boys and three girls. During the 1950s and early 1960s, people in Australia fre- frequently left cars unlocked and often with the keys in the ignition. That was something that people in the United States did, too. They would just leave their keys lying around or leave their front doors unlocked. Like, girl, no, hey, don't do that. Who's going to come and murder me? Yeah. Lots of people. Lots of, a lot of people. Uh, I mean, my family left their... We used to leave our front door unlocked often. And then we moved to College Station. And I started to do the same thing. And my friends were like, don't do that. <laughs> As soon as we moved to America, um, we were like, no. This place is scary. No. There's too much going on here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, so he found it very easy to steal cars at night, and sometimes he returned those stolen vehicles. Well, that was nice of him. It was so great, without the owners even knowing that their car had been taken. Well, I'm sure somebody had an inkling. Mm, I but mean, they're just If I got my car grateful. and it was like a little askew, I'd be like, at least it's back. Yeah, honestly, well, my car's still here, so that's good. But um, in September of 1955, he had crashed a car, requiring requiring him to be hospitalized. Uh, he was sentenced to two years of hard labor on a charge of unlawful use of a motor vehicle. He was ultimately released from prison uh, prior to Christmas of 1956. After his release, he took to wearing gloves while committing crimes in order to avoid leaving fingerprints, which had been his undoing in relation to his prior breaking and entering convictions. So he's like, well, I'm going to wear gloves. Because this is also at a time that DNA is not used to create DNA profiles. I mean, that wasn't until late 90s, early 2000s that that became more prominent. So he's just out there doing things. So he began a killing spree. A uh, four-year-long killing spree involved a series of seemingly unrelated hit-and-runs, stabbing, strangulations, and shootings. Uh, the victims were shot in, with different rifles, stabbed with knives and scissors, hit with cars, and beaten with an axe. Uh, several were, were killed uh, after waking up as Cook was robbing their homes. Two were shot while sleeping without um, while sleeping without their homes being disturbed even, so not even stuff was stolen from some of the occasions uh and one was shot uh, shot dead after answering to a ringing doorbell after stabbing one victim cook got lemonade from the refrigerator and sat on the veranda and drank it 
Uh, one victim was strangled to death with a cord from a bedside lamp, after which Cook raped the corpse, disrobed and dragged it to the neighbor's lawn, then sexually penetrated it with an empty whiskey bottle, which he then left cradled in the victim's arms. Um, so there was no M.O., is what I'm essentially saying. Just to just to do it. He was just doing it, and he was doing it in a multitude of different ways. So I wouldn't necessarily say that this was, I mean, he was obviously a serial killer, but like not in the serial, the way that we know serial killers from across the board. They didn't have like a, this is what I keep doing and this is why I keep doing it. He just did it. <laughs> yeah. He did it to do it. So his victim and murder victims were Penny Berkman, Jillian McPherson, uh, Brewer, she had oh she, she got three names. All right, uh, John Lindsay Sturkey, he got three. Oh, everyone's got three names. Come down, uh, George Ormond Walmsley, uh, Rose Walmsley Wal- is such an Australian name. Walmsley, yes. Uh, Rosemary Anderson, Constance, Constance Lucy Madrill, and Shirley Martha McLeod. Uh, another victim, uh, Brian Weir. Uh, ultimately died as a result of permanent injury three years after having been shot by Cook. So he survived the in- survived the initial attack, but then died three years later from the injury. Uh, as the crimes were, they, I mean, it was largely opportunistic and used so many different methods. His um, and they they shared no common traits either. So it wasn't like middle aged or rich or poor, or like anything like that. It was just people that he found and killed. Uh, so it was not understand that all these crimes were being perpetrated by the same killer. In fact, two of the murders, the deaths of Jillian Brewer and uh, Rosemary Anderson, were attributed to two other men who were wrongfully convicted of those crimes. Uh, they spent some time in jail too, and some of them a lot of time in jail that they they didn't commit the crimes. So, police investigation including uh, included fingerprinting more than 30,000 males over the age of 12, as well as locating test firing, locating and test firing more than 60,000 uh, 22 caliber rifles. This was because they had found a hidden rifle uh, at a, in a wax bush on uh, a street in Mount Pleasant in August of 1963. So ballistic tests proved that the gun had been used in the McLeod murder. So they were like, okay, we found this in the bush, so let's test out some different rifles and like see how that feels. Uh, 60,000 different rifles. That's insane to me. <laughs> Ooh. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, so police returned to the location and tied a similar rifle uh, which was in it was inoperable. They create made it made sure it was inoperable, uh, inoperable to the bush with a fishing line and constructed uh, a hide in in which they waited in case someone returned for the gun. Uh, so Cook was noted uh, loitering in a car in the area several times and was apprehended after he tried to collect the weapon after midnight on September first. So he initially denied the the murder of McLeod, uh, but he finally cracked after one of the de- detectives, Max Baker, snapped at him. He said, "Cookie, you're gonna hang. You know." Is there- it M C L E O D? Yeah, McLeod. 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 I've never heard it pronounced that way. McLeod. That's how I've always heard it. Miss Cleod. Mi- it's McLeod. Mc- McLeod. 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 
No. Um, so he said, Cookie, you're going to hang. You know, there's no doubt about it. You've got a wife and kids. Think of them and then think about whether you're going to be dragged to the gallows like a mongrel dog or you're going to uh, go there like a man. So he finally began confessing to his many crimes, including eight murders and 14 attempted murders. He was convicted on a charge of murdering Sturkey, one of Cook's five uh, Australia Day shooting victims. In his confessions, Cook demonstrated an exceptionally good memory for the details of his crimes, uh, regardless of how long uh, ago they had been committed. Uh, For example, he confessed to more than 250 burglaries uh, and was able to detail exactly what he had taken, including the number and the denominations of the coins he had stolen from each location as well. Like, that's how crazy good his memory was. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Why is his memory that good? He's just, like, weird. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so in, in a book that, that details Cook's confession, uh, made over two days, uh, it was said that, like, I have a great respect for the law, although my actions don't show this, is what Cook said. So he was like, oh, the law is great. Whatever. Um, so Cook pleaded not guilty on the grounds of insanity. Uh, while at trial, Cook's lawyers claimed that he had schizophrenia, but this claim was dismissed after the director of the state mental health services testified that he was sane. The state also would not allow independent uh, psychiatric specialists to examine Cook. So Cook was convicted of willful murder on the 28th of November of 1963. After a three-day trial by jury in the Supreme Court of Western Australia, uh the he was sentenced to death by hanging and despite having grounds to appeal he ordered uh, his lawyers not to apply claiming that he deserved to pay for what he had done after 13 months in new division cook was hanged at 8 a.m on october 26 of 1963 at the Fremantle prison 10 minutes before the sentence was carried out he swore on the bible that he had killed brewer and anderson claims which had been previously rejected because other people had already been convicted of those murders uh cook was the last person to be hanged in the state of western australia he was buried in Fremantle cemetery Buried. buried uh, above the remains of the child killer Martha Rendell, uh, who was hanged in the Fremantle prison in 1909, which I have uh, I haven't talked about her, but I uh, mentioned her. She was a child murderer, which was remember when I talked about the um, the baby farms? Oh yeah, she was like someone similar to that. Well, she so, was a baby farmer. She was not a baby farmer, but she she, she was, stole children. She stole children and killed them. So yeah, but. That's where he, he was buried. But she was uh, also hanged at Fremantle Prison in 1909. So, so yeah. Wow. He's dead. Sounds like he had some bad ideas. Yeah. But, I mean, he was out there just stealing money and shit. And then he was like, you know what? What if I just started killing people? But then it wasn't even killing people that he was stealing money from. He would just break into houses and just kill them. It's like you say about the strangers that, that that's the scary aspect to you. That's my favorite part. They they didn't want anything to do with the house. They didn't want to take it. They just wanted to kill someone. That's what he did. <laughs> Ooh, such yeah. a s- frightening topic. And then like the idea that he even killed someone by like ringing the doorbell, opening the door, and just yeah. Sorry, bye. I'm quite sick. That literally is crazy. That's crazy. And I'll tell you why. Because you just open the door and then someone kills you? That's Uh crazy. Yeah. Like someone knocked at the door. Like you did earlier. Hmm. 
Empty your pockets. I already did there. It's all over there. What are all those tampons for? Also nosebleeds. No, a lot of a lot of nosebleeds. A lot of nosebleeds. You never know what's gonna happen. You know, always gotta stay prepared. What would you use tampons for? Me? Yeah. Personally? Mm-hmm. Hangnails. Huh. And that's my answer. Can I ask how? No. All right. <laughs> Maybe pads would be better for that. Yeah, why don't they use pads as like gauze? What's so special about gauze? I think gauze like allows Let's it breathe a little, a little, more. little more aeration. Yeah. A little okay. bit. A little All bit right. more aeration. All right. Yeah. Have you studied triage medicine? Or? No. Should I? Well, then I don't trust your opinion. I you use shouldn't. pads. No. Just use pads. They're abundant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I they're absorbent. They're cheaper than gauze? I don't think so, actually. I've never bought gauze. There's the pink tax that exists. Tampons are expensive. Well, I won't buy the pink ones, then. I'll buy the blue ones. That's not what that means. <laughs> Stop. I hate this so much. <laughs> lol (laughs) um wow we did it another great episode in the books as episode 159 according to my numbers i think that's close somewhere around there i don't know we've also made up some random numbers in there too so and sometimes i just put so season four episode whatever yeah i think i put 19 twice that's great. It just knows. It doesn't it, care. It's like, okay, season... Okay, you got two episode 19s. Yeah, sure, Grandma. Come on. Part Let's one. Get part... back to the bed. <laughs> Let's get you back to bed. A fucking yeah. dementia patient. Well, so five... What would that, that... If it was 20 weeks, that would be five months after May, which were in October. So that would make... That would make... That would make sense. Yeah. 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 Is that a good idea? <laughs> Fuck you. I hope Alan she thinks still is so. I hope she's still not happy. With Alan thinks everything. that is so fucking funny. Yeah, and I know. So we do it all the time. Well, this would be like, was that a good idea? <laughs> Fuck her. Fuck her. <laughs> Fuck her. See, that's one of those things you overthink. You know. I didn't in the moment. Oh, okay. In the moment, I was like, I'm having a good time. I'm going to pretend to sit on this stool. Boop. <laughs> Never mind. Was that a good idea? And now I've thought about it every day for the past five years. Yes. Hey, you know what? It was not a good idea. So fuck off. And nobody's thought about her since. Who cares about her? Nobody. Exactly. Hand gestures. Not a single soul. Nobody. Not a single soul. No one on this earth. She's dead now. Her, she, she might be. I don't know. She can't hear you. <laughs> Low blow. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> That's where I always want to go, but I won't go there. I did it. Sorry. <laughs> At least she can see there you what go. I did. And she remembers. <laughs> Not a lot of noise in the, in the way, though. <laughs> noise as in, like... Extra, extra things. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Thank you for coming to my podcast. Oh yes, I'm glad to be a guest on the podcast for 158, 59 weeks. Welcome. Yeah, it's been been really great to have been just a recurring guest for this long. 
Cameo. Ca- cameo, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go down from guests. Spotlight. How about that? Spotlight performance. Cameo. Extra. An extra on this performance. Someone just doing a bit. A ruse. Okay, a ruse. Um, just one skit. One liner. One liner in a skit. Yeah. That, that's all I gave. I just gave one line. Really? Because it feels like you talked for a whole fucking long time. I like to hear my voice. Do you like nails on the chalkboard? <laughs> What's the difference? <gasps> I scratched him. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> you fucking bastard. <laughs> Man. Would, did we ever find out what that was actually from? I, we put furniture on the table and then the floor guy came in and I guess he scratched it when he was taking the furniture down. Fuck that bitch. But I was like, why'd you take this furniture down? We could have done that. Yeah. Move the whole thing. You could have scratched your own table. I didn't. You did. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. I was thinking, uh-huh. what if uh-huh. this was like a gradient table, like a starburst table? If I painted the table you're because paint it's ruined. It? Okay. So you're going to paint it as a starburst? Or all white. Hmm. Or black. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you tell Wrap us up. about <laughs> something else? Why don't you have some information for us? We'd like to thank our sponsor, Economy Works. Economy Works. They are a freelance talent network. <laughs> A freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. If you're a company that needs help writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, or managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the Economy Works! Find out more about Economy Works at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S dot com. Economy Works! Yeah, that was pretty good. The Dissonance? Because that was not a harmony. No, it was the... It was... Matching pitch. Here, match, match my pitch. Uh, uh, okay, you, you gotta do. No, I, I don't want. You can't do I'm, a gradient like it's that. A slide. No, okay. Uh, then that's, <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> well, who asked you? Should we tell them to uh, wait? Yeah, yeah, we can do that too. Oh wait, wait. wait we gotta talk about our other friend, <laughs> <coughs> Dusty's someone, podcast. Someone else we know. Yeah. Let's talk about gay stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff as a podcast with Dusty and Thomas. And they talk about gay stuff. Yeah. All of the proclivities of the LGBTQ community. Los Jubities. Um, and somebody else is there. I don't remember who at this, at this moment. Someone just doing a little spotlight performance. Anyways, they've got um, a book reviews. They've got history lessons and something else. Herstory, Maybe like themstory. N- new, uh, young, recent culture. Whatever. Re- it doesn't matter. Not, not important. Um, and uh, they're available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's, look about, let's talk about gay stuff. Like Spotify? Or... Apple Podcasts. Apple Pod, Google Podcasts. Podcasts. Um, but also, let's talk about gaystuff.com. SoundCloud? I'm just kidding. No. 
<laughs> let's talk about gay stuff on Facebook and Instagram and talk gay stuff on Twitter. If you would like to send them an email, that is let's talk about gay stuff at gmail.com. Let's talk, talk about, about gay stuff. Let's go talk about gay stuff. Let's go talk about gay stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff. They're all queer. Yeah. Love Anyways. That. Um, get spoopy with it. <laughs> <laughs>